0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back in. It is
2: The Big Show on a Friday. Uh, Jake will join us momentarily. But, Austin, during the break, I was looking into uh, the information that uh, Mark Harlan offered up in uh, talking with reporters this morning about the $8 million budget cut uh, for Utah athletics. And, Jake, as I was uh, reading through this information, it's, uh, you know, it's a substantial I want to call it a sacrifice on the part of Harlan and Kriskoviak and, and Whittingham. Uh, but, you know, what their choices are really either to take a, a pay cut or have other people lose their jobs. And it just seems like it makes a lot of sense. It's a nice move on on their part to cooperate. But, uh, you know, I'm, these guys make a lot of money. Kriskoviak uh, was guaranteed approximately uh, $3.34 for this next year, and Whittingham, a, a, a $4 million this year. So, I mean, these guys do make a lot of money, but it's nice to see people pitching in and helping out.
3: All right, uh, Gordon, let's uh, get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He is the radio voice of the BYU Cougars. He's Greg Rubel with us here on the Big Show. Hi, Greg. How are you and yours? Everybody doing all right?
4: Yep, things are are pretty pretty good, all things considered. And we say all things considered a lot these days, but uh, that's where we are.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Greg, what was your reaction yesterday when you heard the news about the Big Ten going conference only, and do you think other
4: conferences will likely follow suit? Well, that's the indication from all who follow these things. And I guess, the you know, if if, if there was a, a bit of news beyond the obvious news, it was that most of the other P5 leagues weren't quite ready, it sounded like, for the Big Ten to to go that route that quickly. Um, it, it sounds as if they were all kind of together and letting wait and see a little bit this thing ride out. But uh, the Big 12, was, uh, Big Ten, was out in front of it enough to where the others are now playing a catch up a little bit in response. And and there are administrators who believe that it is a little too early to make this call for the fall. Uh, Big Ten believed otherwise, and it, it bears noting too, guys, that you know back in in March, um, I believe the Big Ten was the first P5 conference to establish a body. Within their league, completely concerned with the handling of COVID-19, and uh, and they had some policymakers pretty active, pretty early in monitoring this. So I guess in some ways it's not a surprise that the Big Ten might lead out in this respect.
2: So if uh, if other P5 leagues follow suit as they're expected to do, what does BYU do for its schedule if there is in fact a season? How are they going to uh, try and <laughs> recoup what's being lost here?
4: Well, P5s take care of half of BYU's regular season schedule, six of the 12 games. And so it's one thing, Gordon, to say, okay, what will the P5s do? It's another thing if the G5s uh, jump on board. And, and you know, taking the FCS game off the table, BYU is one of those, well, you know, there's your whole season. And, and now you're looking at teams that aren't affiliated with the league, which puts you automatically – in connection with uh, and in contact with the, the fellow independents, of which there are six, and of those six, five would be likely dancing partners. With Notre Dame being, uh, you know, the outlier in that group, but we have to wait and see. A what the rest of the P5s will do. We won't be surprised if the Pac-12 and the SEC were to join and uh, and follow suit with the with the Big Ten. That would take care of six games. If the G5s. Stay on the schedule. Well, then BYU's got half a schedule to fill. Now they'll look for P5 teams that lost games against fellow P5s. If there are indeed still some P5s playing non-conference football, if that's not the case, you're looking at an entirely, you know, G5 slash Indy slash FCS schedule this year for BYU. I think I think the best way to put it, and I certainly don't speak for the department guys, is that you know at this point BYU's trying to refashion and reconfigure its schedule the hope and the optimism and the belief is games can still get played if that's the case they got to fill some slots uh, at least two right now pack 5 a pack 12 would give you 5 and if the SCC jumps along that's 6 Greg Rubel
3: is with us, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Uh, Utah grabbed some headlines today. Greg uh, talking about their budget cuts, slicing about $9 million off the athletic budget. And this is a completely unfair question because BYU is a private school. But have you heard anything about BYU, how they're doing financially and reacting to this situation uh, internally?
4: No, only that BYU has been an apartment operating in the black for a a long, long time. And that would always be their expectation.
2: So if there is a season played, Greg, have you heard any talk about what BYU might do as far as having anyone in the stadium other than the necessary personnel?
4: Well, I, I think every school is looking at modifying capacities right now, and you'd have to throw BYU in with the, with the rest of that group. I don't think anybody's come out and said we expect a full house if games are played. I, I, if, if anyone has said it, I've missed it. Um, anybody who's willing to talk about stadium capacities is, is talking about modifications in size.
3: Greg Rubel, with us here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. Let's let's talk about football, Greg, and uh, let's talk about this team. If if we're able to get some games, regardless of of who's that uh, who that is against, give us a couple things that you would be excited to see.
4: Well, I, and first and foremost, we have to back up a little bit to to address the COVID situation as it relates to the number of people you have on a team and their ability to function as a team and. And can you make it through a season? You know, forget the, 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 the regular injury travails that BYU's been dealing with for, it seems like, year after year. <laughs> they get pretty hard hit. And, and now you add to that the COVID-19 components, the whole different set of, of things to worry about. And it's not just BYU to be any team. You know, teams that are playing and practicing and meeting six and seven days a week in this environment, you know, how healthy can they stay? How many players will be available on a week-to-week basis to, to give you the, the, the full complement needed in the respective position rooms you have? There are so many uh, uh, you know, unknowns relative to how a team of 100-plus guys function in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, we know the, the restrictions that are in place. Yes, we know the, the safeguards attempted to be taken. But the bottom line is sports is not meant to be... Uh, you know, executed whether it's meetings, practices, games, meals, in 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 this way. Nothing about the way you normally do things is is currently being done or being required to be done. And just how every team deals with it is is the great unanswered question. And that's not to sidestep your original question, but before we can even talk about tactics and position groups and where they're strong or not, it's how do teams function this way over a prolonged period of time and and is it reasonable to expect a team to keep uh you know optimum levels of health over a number of months all of that said BYU is strong on the offensive line BYU is strong in the quarterback room BYU is strong at running back BYU has more players to replace at at uh, the receiving positions than they do uh, the, the running positions that would be the the primary thing to address in in 2020 with BYU's offense Defensively, uh, enough key players are missing to where you know you know you lose someone like uh, like Dayan Gomoliku for you know for certain, and there are others of his ilk that you say, oh, it's a big loss. But the minute you bring Karas Tonga back, you feel pretty good about uh, the inside of your defensive line. And is he certainly not the only guy? But uh, it's a it, it, it's a good place to start. The fact that they're switching some guys' uh, positions from linebacker to safety, for example, safety and corner can be flexible. Um, the numbers appear to be there. But um, I I think BYU's strength should be expected to be on the offensive side of the ball uh, this year.
2: So, Greg, uh, time for the BYU question. What's going on at the quarterback position? And I'd be interested in knowing your opinion about each one of those guys as far as strengths and weaknesses.
4: Well, Zach Wilson probably wasn't able to – you know, show off all of his strengths because all of last year's off season was spent just trying to get ready to throw a ball against Utah on day one. And it's telling that Aaron Roderick, after the season, said that it was really up to that game, up to that week, a real challenge is to get Zach ready to go. And so it wasn't that Zach was able to refine too much from his freshman to his sophomore season because of the recovery. And then he gets hurt in the middle of the season. And and so I think, it, not that it was an entirely lost year, but it wasn't Zach the way Zach expected to be from freshman to sophomore. And and so hopefully and ideally his junior season would see more of a natural progression from where he was as a freshman. Um, you know, his strength is, is kind of prototypical from a quarterback standpoint. Vision and the ability to get a ball to wherever it needs to go and, and, and do so accurately those were things that dropped off last year. But, again, a lot of that is health-related. So, again, Zach's strengths are a little more prototypical relative to the quarterback position. Jaron Hall's strengths are a little more unconventional. The fact that he is a multi-sport athlete, the fact that he is a creator, the fact that he can make something out of nothing. These are the things that, uh, that, that are his strengths. And, and, and then you get to, you know, to Romney and, and Baylor Romney, uh, although he was the number three, you know, played at times like a, like a one. And, and that was super encouraging for BYU. And, and, and he kind of, you know, it t- took a little bit from Zach and, and not a ton from Jaron but just enough to fashion together some nice wins, some solid leadership, and, and the belief that BYU is in a really good place in the quarterback room. You hope not to have to use three, but it's rare that you get to use just one. It's been a long time, guys. Uh, you know, Max Hall was really the last guy to, to, to you know truly show that kind of longevity. Taysom Hill did have one 13-game season in the midst of all of his other issues. But, um, you know, those John Beck-Max Hall years were, were seasons where you never had to worry about the health of the quarterback. And lately, that's one of the main things you do have to worry about at is the health of the quarterback.
3: Greg Rubel is with us. And, Greg, switching gears to basketball for a moment, uh, Mark Pope has had some high-profile wins recruiting lately um, uh, and getting some talent into the program. What, what's his message to these guys? Why do you think he's been so successful? Well,
4: there was a trajectory. He was already doing the kinds of things that, that we saw done at an even greater degree last year at BYU. His UVU teams got better year by year. The three-point reliance got greater year by year. The talent level, you could argue, got deeper year by year. And so BYU, in a lot of ways, capitalized on that natural progression of him, of he and his staff, in terms of coaching and adapting to the talent in front of them. And... BYU in year number one, uh, again, saw that taken to a, a, another level with uh, with an upgrade in talent at a lot of different spots. You know, the ultimate sadness is it was never able to be truly evidenced in postseason play. They went out in one game in Las Vegas and never got an NCAA tournament. And that was with some of the you know best individual talent BYU's ever had on the same roster. So he goes this year, refashions the roster, brings in a number of exciting transfers, and yet you're still not quite sure how it will all turn out much as we didn't get to see the full culmination of the 2019-20 season. You know, we may or may not see what may truly be a a full season in 2021. We hope that's what transpires. We hope it's an on-time start and there are no hiccups and it's a full, you know, 30 to 35 game season with the NCAA tournament. But right now, no one can guarantee anything in terms of what will happen in November and December, certainly, of this year, let alone what will happen when the calendar flips to 2021. But it is interesting, guys, that Mark Pope in year one and year two has brought in you know, two of the strongest, perhaps deepest groups of basketball talent that the Cougs have had in some time. The only question for both last year and this year becomes, will it truly be displayed to full fruition?
2: Greg, I remember talking with uh, Yoli Childs about uh, Pope, and he said he had never been around a coach that could blend uh, stirring belief within a player and challenging him at the same time. I thought yeah. that was a sort of an interesting comment,
4: yeah, no, he's 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 very um, uh, transparent in terms of what he will be. For you, when when he when he recruits you and meets you and your family, um, there's there's not a lot hidden there. He and and he he acknowledges. He says, you know, I'm I'm probably a little too in your face for some guys, but but if you're if it's not too much for you, we're going to make you a much better player, and and you're going to be part of the best locker room in America. And it became a mantra, but it, it's a real thing. I mean, you don't have to spend too much time around Mark to to believe you're getting. Um, you know, the genuine article and you're getting energy and you're getting passion, you're getting enthusiasm and you're getting credibility and you're getting want to, and you're getting volume. And and you're getting all these things that that, that show up on game night with him. Um, That's a seven day a week thing uh, with Mark. It's just, you know, he is who he is. When he was Dave Rose's assistant, he had to dial it back because that's what assistants do. Uh, you know, you're, you're not the man. But you, you can see the ingredients that make Mark Mark back when he was at BYU the first, you know, the first time around. But when it became his program, you know, now you are turning it up to 11, and you're getting full Mark Pope. And I, I, and I think it's a beautiful thing.
3: Greg, uh, uh, I know answering Canadian questions must uh, get cliche, but I've got one for you.
5: Mm-hmm. I only hope I can get it right.
3: Who is the best Canadian born, uh, 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 comedy actor? <laughs> oh,
4: oh gosh. Um, wow. That's, um, that is tough. Um, Hmm. Man, I don't know. What it, I, gosh, Mike Myers is pretty dang good. Um, he's you know he's as versatile as they come he hasn't done a lot in a long time but i I guess i'm I'm partial to him um jim carrey is is you know right up there as well um yeah there's a couple are off top of my head and i'm probably missing some obvious things that should be jumping out but for some reason those are the guys that uh, that come to mind immediately
2: all right so if we're going to do this to greg jake then i'll throw in the best musical artist or group to come out of canada
4: Well, that one's easier for me, and I'm going to back up, and I'll I'll throw Ryan Reynolds in the Canadian actor, uh, comedic actor. He's more seen like a seer, but he's a really funny guy. Like, Ryan Reynolds is a genuinely funny, funny guy, so I'm going to throw Ryan Reynolds in your group as well. Um, Yeah, for music, to me, it's Rush, full stop, end of story.
2: Geddy Lee, huh?
4: Oh, yeah. Geddy and the Boys. Of course, we lost to Neil Peart this past year, uh, Rush's drummer, and so they'll never be Rush again. But um, for as long as they were together, uh, no one did it better as far as I'm concerned. See, Greg, I like I like that your mind went to the Mike Myers, Jim Carrey. My mind
3: went older. I went John Candy, Rick Moranis. Well, you know, and, 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 and
4: I, John Candy clearly came to mind. Um, and, and 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 you know, the the entire FCTV group back in the 1980s. You could pick a lot of people out of that. And John was right there too. When I was thinking about guys, um, and and uh, you know, clearly really gifted, and 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 much like uh, um, uh, you know uh, others who, you know, left to – we never really got to see, you know, John do a, maybe even more than he could have done uh, the older he got. That was a sad thing.
1: All our best Canadians come from Canada.
2: Very nice. Yeah, here we
4: go. Uh, hey, wait, nice. I, got a, I got a personal Austin question. Often speaks truth. You know, again, sometimes, you know, the, the, the most profound truths are the simplest.
2: <laughs> i got a per, I got a personal question for you, Greg. I know that uh, when you were uh, a young uh, buck, you uh, you looked forward to uh, being the voice of the Cougars, and you found your way to that, and now you've been doing it for a long time. Has has the reality matched the dream?
4: I, I would say it has, and it, and as much as you know, I run into enough people, Gordon, who said you know back when they knew me in college and and when I was younger that you know you said you wanted to do this. Um, I, 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 ran into enough pe- i I've run into enough people who've told me that, that I must've said it. I, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't recall it being the most realistic thought though. Um, taking over for Paul James, um, you know, getting to join him on the broadcast crew as his sideline guy was clearly, you know, the open door, but, um, you know, there was no guarantee that I could have just, you know, stepped into Paul's job and, and, and filled his shoes when he was done. Um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a lot of happenstance. Uh, you think about it. You know, maybe the main reason I'm doing what I'm doing today and did it, I've done it for as long as I've done it is because Paul had a serious health issue um, right before the Utah game of 1996, the football game, that caused him in the aftermath to miss about a month or a month and a half recovering from heart surgery. And it was during that recovery that I got my first reps at play-by-play. I had never called play-by-play of anything. Now I'd, I'd been Paul's sideline guy for for four or five seasons, so I'd, I'd been with him and I'd started to learn the craft. But I'd never called a game, and and as soon as Paul had his heart issues, well, then there were basketball games to call and a football game to fill in while he recovered, and that was me because I was there. I think KSL said, well, he's you know he's clearly you know the most able to step in. Let's give him a shot. And so because that happened, I got those those play-by-play reps. And and then Paul decided that he would stop doing basketball, having dealt with his health issues, and, and that put me in that seat. But Paul kept doing football for four or five more seasons. And by the time he was done with football, well, now I'd had you know a few years of basketball play-by-play and was a little more ingrained in the craft, and it made more sense for me to try and also do football when Paul stepped down. But if Paul hadn't ever had those issues, Gordon, and, and if he had just gone through the year 2000 with Lavelle in, in great health and just retired at the end of his career, you know, KSL could have justifiably and BYU just kind of thrown it open and said, let's find out who's out there to, to be the next Paul James. And and it, it, it I, I might not have been the pick. Um, in fact, I might have been low down on the list of guys to pick. But because of the way things happened, I got some really valuable reps and I learned from a master. And it ultimately, you know, turned out in the end that, that uh, I was able to, to, to do what he did and have been doing it for for a while now and and um, just I'm super grateful. You know, it, it could all end tomorrow, and I'd say I had a great long run. I it's been it's been tremendous, and I guess the the long answer to your really simple question, Gordon, was yeah, it's it, it, it's matched what I hope it would be. Yeah,
2: let, let me just uh, interject here, Jake. Did you hear what Greg said there? He this this uh, underscores my point about destiny cannot be controlled destiny just is and it was greg's destiny to to be the voice of the cougars you see what okay. i'm saying Are i i do see me? what
3: you're saying but 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 you take sports cliches more literally than anybody i've ever met <laughs> <laughs> greg hey we we think you do a great job uh
4: we really appreciate it when you have a chance to 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 come on the show thank you very very much well, it's kind of you to say and ask any time and I'll come on and and uh, of course the the unseen uh third party here is of course Austin Horton and I and I'm a, very fond of him and I've known him for a long time and I've been excited to see him grow in his career and uh thanks again uh, to you both to the three of you and I'm sure we'll talk again soon.
3: Thanks Greg. That's our friend Greg Rubel, voice of the BYU Cougars. Uh joining we put us here up with all we
2: put up with Austin, I mean, you know, okay. In a limited sort of way.
3: Do you want to expand on that? Because I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to come along with you on this one. No, well, it speaks for itself. What, okay. what
1: shot did you take of me while I was saying goodbye to Gregor?
3: Want to reset hear. that there, Gordon?
2: Yeah, go ahead. No, because as we know, that Austin has a way with, has a certain fondness for revenge.
1: Well, I'm going to go listen to it in the break. So you might as well just tell me and save <laughs> yeah. me the work.
2: Oh he complimented you and I said well we sort of put up with Austin.
1: Oh yeah. That's the was, person was, this show puts up with, yeah.
2: It was it was it was, it was good good humor.
3: Mm-hmm. Was,
2: watch watch was, yourself mm-hmm. Gordon you're going to have you're going to have
3: technical difficulties any second. No, Gordon's <laughs> list
1: open next week will be like 11 minutes long. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: That, no, that's that's good response. That's a good response right there.
1: I have never All met right.
2: anyone. I've never met anyone who finds revenge quite as, to use Austin's term, delicious.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, thank you.
2: All right, we're live at the warehouse here in Orem,
3: 86 East University Parkway. Our good friend Tom jumping on once again. And, Tom, let's uh, let's save the listeners some money on some great furniture. Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. You remember my favorite mahogany bench? Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. They're gone. Are they really? Not a surprise. I have some deals that are similar to that. Incredible values made by the Gem Company Furniture, which is nicer, high-end furniture. Um, And we talked last time about these tables. But I have this solid 2-inch tabletop that's perfect for uh, uh, it's round, and it's got a steel carriage underneath, so the legs are – it's really kind of 1950s, good-looking, classic stuff. Yeah, right. Um, four ninety nine for table and four chairs. So I had a customer call and wanted to know what the company was. Mm-hmm. She looked it up online. The table with four chairs is $2,200. <laughs> wow. Well, we know because I, I searched the table by itself. Yeah. I didn't have time to print out chairs with it. The table is 1540 bucks, Exact same model number. Come in. I'll show you the pictures. This stuff is a once in... This is 20-year furniture. This is not five-year, throw it away. There's a furniture company in Draper where you have to assemble everything.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I
0: don't like to call them out except like that way. Not a fan of that. That stuff, it. you move it once and it's busted. It's over. This yep. is a 20, 25-year table. This is Really good quality. Yep. 499 is incredible. That is incredible. I have a deal on adjustable beds, and, and we've talked for months about the 499 queen it's gone wow really i have two left and when it's gone the the base basically has gone up 30 percent. so it's going to be at least 5.99 mm-hmm. i have two left queen adjustable bed with memory foam mattress 4.99 mattress included. mattress included, but I only have two left. I only have two left. people gotta get. So in the here reason I them. brought up the mahogany bench. I had people coming yesterday. Oh, we want some. Well, I, I told you it was six pieces, and when they're gone, they're gone. I have two if you've been waiting for an adjustable bed, do not wait. This is the last weekend that that will be here. I don't have any more. Then I have the bells and whistles, Queen bed. We've been doing at fourteen ninety nine. I did it with the mattress once at 12 dollars I just got a mattress that I can do, and I have four bases left. You can see them, yep, Jake. There's right four there. of them. Yep. Queen with features. Massage, 24 adjustments. Uh, LED lights and USBs to charge your phone. Memory, zero gravity. Everything you're looking for in a high-end adjustable bed. Not 5400 bucks. not $3,900. bucks. i am going to do it for 1299 Wow. And that's with the 12-inch gel-infused hybrid or gel-infused memory foam mattress. Really nice bed. Wow. All right. Get in. Take advantage of it. It's the warehouse. 86 East University Parkway. You heard
3: Tom. Now is the time. 86 East University Parkway in Orem. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Joe Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We are live today from the warehouse, Warehouse hanging out with Tom and the crew down in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Come on by and see us here at uh, the warehouse. We have a Mountain America market update coming up at 350 Howard Beck is going to be on the show at the top of the four o'clock hour. A not sports report at four fifty, and the coach Gordy Chies at five, and uh, then uh, drop the day at five thirty. So we are very busy today, Gordon. Uh, do we have another list or two, or another list item or two to knock off?
2: Uh, no, not real. I, I hang on one second. I've been. I just had a snack. <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest,
3: let us know what you're snacking on: but cookie, <laughs> cracker, cashews,
2: Jeez. cashews and a cracker,
3: cashews and a cracker. Oh, that's all all at once or or
2: individually. Yeah, he puts I the like,
1: cashews between two crackers.
2: And then no, I don't do, do that. Like but a, like a I, cashew I like sandwich.
1: The,
2: <laughs> I do like the joint. The
1: taste.
2: joint. Okay. <laughs> You wouldn't had a joint, huh? You wouldn't had a do, joint during the break, huh? <laughs> the convergence of those two things. I just had a couple of questions I wanted to run by you, Jake. And the first one is: What sport do you, will you miss the most if they don't get played? Highlight. Highlight.
3: No, not not highlight. Uh, I love college football, Gordon. It uh, it might be. You know, it's it's college football or the NBA for me. My favorite sports to to consume. Um, so it, it'd probably be probably be college football. Uh, to be honest, I, I look forward to every single college football season. I I wouldn't miss that very much. Plus, I love the fall. I love the fall in Utah. Love you know going to
2: games during the fall. It's just I don't know. It's I love the fall, but I I don't really necessarily love what what's coming next. You mean, you mean uh, winter? Oh yeah, yeah, winter. Oh, I see. I, uh, I see. What you're I like about. basketball season. I mean, I like watching the Jazz play, and, and uh, so so that's that makes it nice. But that leads me into my next question. And by the way, Austin, do you have an answer to that?
1: Yeah, uh, it's no. it would have been baseball six months ago, is what I, my answer would have been. Now <laughs> they can go jump in a, a, a river and never come back, as far as I'm concerned.
2: How, how long is it going to take for you to regain a decade.
1: passion? A A decade. Not kidding. Unless the Angels win a World Series between now and 10 years from now, I'm done with you, baseball. Good riddance.
2: So, so then that's—see, this, this is the effect, what happened to me in 94— you know, how you're always, I always say, I'm going to pay more attention to baseball this year, and you guys always laugh at me because I never do. But th- that that's where I loved baseball for a long, long time. 94, man. It took the wind out of my sails. Yeah,
1: I, and a lot of people felt that way. I, I see it as an extra egregious uh, move by baseball because they're hiding behind people's deaths in a pandemic to really get more money is what this is all about on both sides, the owners and the players, and that's gross and should be rewarded with me not paying attention to them at all.
3: <laughs> what was your uh, disgust with the strike, Gordon? What was your specific uh, uh,
2: line that you drew in the sand? My memory of it was and it's easy to blame the players. I mean, and uh, since then, I have, I've understood it a little more and seen both sides of it, but I just couldn't believe that they they couldn't find a way to for a resolution. Yeah, uh, that, I, that 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 was a major, and back then, labor strife was a little. We weren't so used to it. I'll say it that way.
3: I, uh, you know what I, I find interesting, and the, and the reason I ask you the the question is because the public sentiment when it comes to sports labor negotiation stuff, it, it I I'm I'm baffled by why the public always seems to side with the owners. Like, regardless of the situation, because Major League Baseball, it would make sense to to blame the players in 94. Right, Gordon, because they went on strike.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Right. They were refusing to play. But yet with, let's say, the NBA lockout, that's a lockout where the 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 owners are the one uh, causing no sports to happen. But yet it still seems like public public sentiment never sides with the players.
2: Yeah. So that that's uh, always
3: fascinated me a little. You bit You know as why? To why?
2: Because because I think people relate to the players. They think they you know they played well in the old days. They, they played little league baseball, you know, and and so they look at these guys who made it to that level, and they they relate more to that than they do to a mega billionaire or billionaire. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm I, just I mean, guessing because because uh, you could make arguments you know that sometimes in some sports the, the, the players are need a little more support and sometimes the owners like uh, with with NFL football, um, you, you know with the, the the players need more you know what I mean they, 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 <laughs> that union needs the support, but does is the same go for Major League Baseball?
2: Uh, I don't well I, I don't think so. Uh, because it seems like baseball has had the – baseball players have had the upper hand, not necessarily over the owners, but they are remunerated generously. And I think that's the public perception.
3: Yeah. So, I I don't know. When when it's come to things like long-term health care – you've had to squeeze every last penny out of the NFL. You know, that just doesn't feel right. But, you know, with with Major League Baseball, with no salary cap whatsoever and how small market teams, you know, have less of a chance to compete, you would argue, you know, maybe that's not right either, right?
2: I suppose. I mean, yeah, I can see both sides. Uh, and, okay, so that leads me to another question for both of you. Uh, I've been thinking about this because – we're gearing up now for basketball to be played in unusual circumstances, uh, down in Orlando, and but it's summertime, right? And now we're going to watch pro basketball in July and August, and you know September. What's the latest date they said it could go? October? Some? What was it? October twelfth? I want to say. Yes, or seventh? Yeah, something like that. So it made me think. Uh, I really don't mind basketball in the summer. I it, it it doesn't feel that unnatural to me, even though it's never been done like this before. If you could rearrange sports to be played at other times of the year, when would you place what? Hmm. Or would you I... just let it, leave it be? That's the easy answer because that's what we're accustomed to.
3: Well, and I kind of like it though. I guess it is the easy answer, but I I like how the sports calendar is laid out. Um, I know a lot of people talk about moving uh, the NBA start time to later, but I don't I don't know if the NBA needs to go further into the summer. I don't know if I like that. I like the NBA in specific. I love their calendar year. You know, you kind of fall. It almost follows the school year, and then the summer is like. Draft and free agency, which are also fun mm-hmm. topics. You know, I like where the NBA year is March Madness. I mean, it's uh, college basketball coming to its peak in the spring. Um, maybe, maybe Gordon, I don't know. I might move the NFL back so it would finish at the end of the calendar year, maybe, or at the beginning of of January. But see, then that's when we're when talking you, when about you say move football. it
2: back. You mean you mean which direction? Like start it earlier in the summer. Oh, okay. All right. But I don't know. Would you move anything? I no, I don't think I would. But I, as I said, I, I I don't mind basketball being in the summer. I mean, well, I'll tell you what. In our in our pre- present uh, circumstance, I
3: absolutely don't care. You know? Yeah. It's if like if they'll play me.
1: games at three a.m., we'll be there. Yeah. Right? Just <laughs>
3: just bring on basketball. Bring on something. You know, let's let's do it if we can. Let's let's make it happen. And I don't care if it feels normal or not. Let's just let's get
2: it done. The last thing on my list here is this made me this, this saddened me a little bit, but uh, I saw that the Hope Box Theater has been shut down after six uh, COVID-19 cases among cast and crew. Austin, I don't know if you saw that or were aware of that. But yeah, that... Sh-
1: shut down. What, explain what "shut down" means. I don't know though. what it means. So it means they, they haven't folded. They haven't closed. No, I hope uh, not. They they had Sound of Music uh was just uh, cast. They got they got that together, and Damon Yanni who played. uh my um, Nate or uh, uh, Sky Masterson in Guys and Dolls, the mm-hmm. Fox 13 weatherman, and uh, uh, Samantha Wurston, who played Sarah Brown in my version of Guys and Dolls, was going to play Maria, A- and uh, that was all set. And then their crew had several positive cases, and they've decided that given the 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 nature of the whole box theater how the mission is to uh get people through cancer through the performing arts those immune those compromised immune systems should not probably be in a theater right now during this pandemic and so they've canceled sound of music thoroughly modern millie is opening tonight and they have moved it to the open air amphitheater in syracuse And their uh, Wall of Hope recipient, Jeanette, actually passed away four or five days ago. And she's left behind several children and, and a young husband. And so if you have capability you can go stay extremely socially distanced from the other groups you can sit anywhere in that amphitheater they're keeping the ticket numbers low you wear a mask you enjoy some theater and you give back to someone who in our who our community has a a need at this time but yeah hope box until we have some better form of how to combat the pandemic the hope box theater is going through some stuff right now
2: Well, we had a thoroughly enjoyable time. Jake, I'll speak for you because I know you did as well when we went up there and watched uh, Austin perform. Uh, And uh, I know what this feels like, but I want you to share it with our listeners. Because I, I too, was uh, a bit of an actor in stage productions back in the day. Uh, But I want you to explain to to Jake, who's never experienced that, or many of our listeners, what is it like to be on that stage and to be performing in front of a live audience like that? Uh, It's honestly
1: why I do this. Uh, I have a love of sports and I have a love of performing. And there's like an adrenaline rush to get that laugh or to get that emotional cue right and to to connect with a room full of strangers or a radio audience full of strangers to connect on interests whether it's common or uncommon to just connect and have that communication is a lot of fun and it's my skydiving It, it really is i feel complete and whole when i'm performing and connecting with a community in that way and I'm sure you guys did, Jake, even if you've never been on stage, hosting a radio show, it's a show. It's, and you know that thrill, you know that adrenaline.
3: Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I just remember back when I uh, wrote, produced, and starred in Phantom of the Opera. Ah. Um, it, was, uh, it was a great time in my life, you know, and it was right before I became a longshoreman. And uh, <laughs> and on. right uh, right before I, I was a railroad engineer, actually, was my next, uh, my next see, career. See, did you ever hit is, a
1: bases-empty grand slam left-handed? The, the, uh, I am a lefty, so the, I actually did it
2: right-handed. How do you hit a bases-empty
1: I don't know. You tell grand.
2: me. Uh, yes, she, uh, Jake's just jealous because I was in the star in the, in the octopus's garden. You know, I mean that is the, the,
3: that is the tallest of tail. It is absolutely true.
2: The dancing the dancing girls were dressed as seaweed. Um, a couple of people were dressed as crabs. Uh and others were fish. Uh we had a few shrimps in there as well. And I was the octopus. <laughs> it's it's it, it it's a thrill, Austin. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just to just a. Perform and have people bust up laughing, you know, hopefully laughing with you, not yeah. at you, and
1: and especially at HopeBox because of the oh, cause yeah, and the great mission. Cause. So. yeah, and you can do still you remember- donate to them if you'd like to help out. hopeboxtheater.org. dot org.
2: Do you uh, remember your lines? Yeah, I guys I still
1: do. Yeah, but it wasn't give that long little, ago. Give, it was February. As we go, as we go to break, no, give, no, us, no, no. give us a,
2: give us a few lines, man. Come on, no, <laughs>
1: no yeah, one will ever. Knows. No one will enjoy that at all. It's fine at at very least, Austin,
3: you could regrow the mustache
1: I've got and, it. Uh,
3: <laughs> at at very least, you could do us that favor okay yeah, and, I'll, I'll and consider that bring back the old cookie duster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did rock it pretty good, didn't I? (laughs) You
3: did. It was a good look for you. I'm serious. That was a good-looking mustache. All right, we've got a Mountain America Market update coming up next, live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
1: Ah! Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA.
0: This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, we never looked at the net.
1: Presented by Zion's Bank on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports
0: Network.
3: It's a Zions Bank back to basketball update. The Jazz practiced yesterday. They'll be back at it practicing again today, but here's Rudy Gobert giving his thoughts on practice number one.
1: I think he felt great. You know, he felt great to be back out there. Uh, I felt like everyone was really locked in. Uh, you know, everything was really positive and uh, we just went right through it. You know, it was a, it was a long practice, but we, you know, I think, uh, You know, Coach did a great job uh, talking to us and kind of, you know, make sure we get uh, our good habits back, back on point. And uh, it's going to be a process, but uh, I I really like the mindset that we had today. Other NBA
3: news, Uh, the Atlanta Hawks G League affiliate became the first team in the league to hire a woman as general manager with the promotion of Tori Miller. And uh, Stargars James Harden and Russell Westbrook were among a small group of Houston Rockets players and staffers who did not travel with the team on their flight uh, to Orlando. And there is another Zions Bank back to basketball update for a bank that understands your business. Zions Bank is for you.
5: I'm bouncing off the walls again. I'm the walls again.
3: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time for another Mountain America Market Update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's Stuart Campbell with us here on The Big Show. What's going on, Stuart? Hi, guys. How are you? Doing just great. Uh, tell us how we wrapped up the week in the markets.
5: Yes. Uh, S&P 500 closed positive, uh, up just a little over 1%, up 32 points, ending at three thousand one eighty five. The Dow up 368 points, which is up one almost 1.5% to 26,074. So across that 26,000 mark. Um, a lot of the a lot of the market rally today has come from, uh, not the whole, uh, but in part, some of the rallies coming from an announcement from one of the science companies, Gilead Sciences, um, that they have reported that one of their antiviral treatments can possibly reduce the risk of death in uh, a coronavirus uh, patients. And so, obviously, it still needs clinical trials, but that is good news for the market and the world. So, um that's where a lot of uh, market uh, momentum is coming from. But we're still seeing struggling uh, coronavirus cases in the U.S. Uh, you've probably heard California and Florida and a few other states, um, other countries, Hong Kong and Mexico, same thing. So um, that's where, what's kind of going on in the markets today. Do you have any tips for our listeners? Yeah, So and these are not related at all. Um, Just a reminder to everybody that, you know, um, there's no time like the present to update your estate plan. So don't wait. Do it as soon as possible. So when we talk about estate plan, um, we're talking about those legal documents um, that help protect us or our family members, such as a power of attorney, uh, medical directives, you know, even as simple as updating your beneficiaries and all your financial accounts Um, at any uh, you know any financial institution uh, getting making sure you have a will or a trust you might already have these documents if you do um, you want to make sure you read them make sure that you are current and you understand them Um, you know one thing I was trying to tell um, my clients my friends my family is just to let them know where those documents are at um, so that they're easily accessible when uh, when they're needed. Stuart, thank you so much. We appreciate it.
3: Absolutely. Have a good day. That's Stuart Campbell from Mountain America Investment Services, and that is another Mountain America Market Update.
1: The investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured. Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed, and loss of principal is possible.
3: All right, so we are live at The Warehouse. Come on by and see us, 86 East University Parkway. And joining us now, we hope, our good friend Tom. Tom, you hearing? Are we, are we working all right over there? I hear you now. Okay, all right,
0: there we go. I was just uh, down. My levels were a little low. Can't have that. Low levels, not good. That's like low sugar. you got to solve it. All right, well, what are we talking about this break? Well, we talked the first break about this contemporary mid-century classic leather with the cute, sexy, little skinny legs. This is a real leather piece, and it's one of the famous hardware company pieces uh-huh. um, that we're lucky enough to have. A, uh, we have three of them. Okay. And instead of $3,900, I was going to do the and one, 1299 for the sofa, and I'm going to give you the love. See, this is real leather. This is not uh, leather red or bonded leather no, or beautiful fake leather really nice stuff then i have two peak two colors this is that cute little sectional the gray and the blue and the five foot three feet by five foot ottoman it's a big ottoman i'm gonna give it to you and one Sweet. the entire sectional not 2900 bucks 9.99 and you get the ottoman for free and then uh Last in our upholstery deals, I've got this brown reclining sectional, and it's the one that has the blue LED light underneath. It's kind of cool. Very nice. Be cool for a TV room. Oh yeah. Uh, regular twenty nine hundred bucks. Remember reclining, twelve ninety nine. It's a great deal. But I want to get back to adjustables. I've got um, I've got several customer groups in here right now looking at adjustable beds. I have an incredible deal on a split king for eighteen ninety nine. We normally do it with the cheaper mattress for nineteen ninety nine, which is the best deal in Utah. Instead of thirty four hundred bucks, it's nineteen ninety nine. I'm doing it a hundred bucks off and I'm gonna sweeten that deal. You have to we're gonna honor Jake and Gordon today. All right. You have to mention the big show, Jake or Gordon, and if you do not you will not get it because it's a hundred and fifty dollar deal. I will give you free mattress protectors or sheets your choice either one 18.99 and remember i only have two beds left at that price so that's four pieces two mattresses two bases make a bed
3: get on it 86 east university parkway it's the warehouse we'll have howard beck coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone